I've just found my teaching notes from Wednesday night. You probably don't want to hear those again. But uh, anyway, hopefully you want to hear them again someday, just not right now. But happy Father's Day. If you're a dad, we are really glad you're here. We want to affirm you in your role as a father and uh, just encourage you and strengthen you. And we are incredibly, I really am, uh, incredibly thankful for the godly dads that uh, help make up Calvary Baptist Church. Open up your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 128. Psalm 128. I really believe that good dads are awesome. Do you believe that? I really do. What an incredible blessing it is to have a great dad, to have a good dad. A good dad is an awesome thing to have. Good dads are awesome. Now, I know Father's Day, every time that I speak to a crowd of any number of people, uh, contains a, a mixture of emotions because Father's Day, uh, like Brother Donnie prayed, can be tough for some because you think of your dad whom you love and is gone. My dad is deceased, uh, 1994, 22 years ago. And I got thinking about him this morning. I miss him. I wish I could just call him and talk to him and hear his voice and hug him. But just yesterday, yesterday I sat with a family down at Carolina Medical Center. Father's Day is going to be a hard time for them because their father passed away yesterday. And a lot of us can relate with that because we've experienced it. Sometimes we debate, don't we? Should I go to church? Should I not? Because it's tough when we know that someone's going to... Sometimes Father's Day... It's tough for us because some of us didn't have such great dads. I didn't really have a great dad, and he's passed too. And, and so, you know, it's just difficult. So yet what I want to do is I want to encourage you, and I want to honor our fathers because I really do believe with all my heart it's not just a saying, good dads are awesome. And men, men, perk up your ears and listen to me. You are so important to the family. You look at any statistic that you want to look at, and I don't care whether it's crime, I don't care whether it's completion of school, I don't care whether it's grades, I don't care whether it's good morals, you name it. But homes with an awesome dad, a good dad, the kids inevitably, hands down, looked it up on a secular organization, hands down, they do better. The kids are just blessed when dad is an awesome dad. I really have two goals for you today, Dad, so you just sit back and relax, because number one, uh, I mean, I've never figured this deal out where your dads come to church at, on Father's Day, and you do everything you can to get there, and then the preacher just yells at you and tells you what a bad dad you are. That's not cool. So number one, I want to do this. I want to encourage you as a dad. I want to strengthen you for the race that's ahead. Yours is a tough race, and if your family would say, if they could talk to me privately, and I said, what kind of dad is your dad? If they would say, my dad is a great dad, then what I want to say to you today is, great job. Keep going. Be strengthened. If you struggle as a dad, honestly, and your family would say, ah, I don't know about my dad. I want to encourage you. Keep working at it. You're at church, for heaven's sake. Keep working at it. It's okay. We all fail. Your family needs you more than you can imagine. I am not kidding you. And so either way, I want to be an encouragement for you dads. That's the first goal I have. Second goal is to get you out of this service ahead of time. I really do. Because I'm not joking in the least bit, because truth be known, if we were to ask our dads 
Dad, be honest with me. Now, be honest. What would you really want to do on Father's Day? I can assure you that, that, that none of our dads would say, well, I'll tell you what, let's all get up early and fuss a lot about trying to get the car on time and get all dressed up and go to church. That's what I want to do on Father's Day. No, nah, that wouldn't be on the list. If truth be told, most of us dads, oh, Dad, what do you want? Or our wives ask us, what do you want, honey, for Father's Day? We, could, we would say, well, if I could have anything. At, well, better not go there. Anyway, well, I can guarantee you church isn't on the list. And that's not because church is a bad place. It's usually just because dads are tired and dads want more than anything a day when they can totally disengage, maybe love on their family a little bit, and be with mom. And so if you're taking dad out to lunch, so dads, listen to me, because you're awesome, I'm looking out for you, okay? <laughs> now listen, if you're taking dad out to lunch, there's a secondary kind of a sub-purpose in my, my goal. Not only to honor dads, let them out on time, but listen, if you're taking dad out to lunch, I want Calvary Baptist dads to beat all the other dads to the restaurants. <laughs> all the Methodists and the Presbyterians, back of the line. Calvary dads in the front of the line, not in the back. All right, so let's dive in to Psalm 128, and you listen fast, all right? <laughs> Blessed is everyone, Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone, not everyone, but listen, everyone who what? Fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. When you eat, a, verse 1 tells us about a certain man, a certain individual. These are the benefits, verse 2. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Psalm 128 contains a special message to fathers. So if you are one or thinking about being one, I'd like for you to notice some encouraging truths for dads just to strengthen you. Number one, I believe this awesome dads are happy dads. Now, not all happy dads are awesome dads. But awesome dads are happy dads. They bring a certain happiness into the family. Verse 1 says blessed, and all that word means is happy. It's a biblical word, but it just means happy. Happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You see, most of us think that happiness comes from stuff. It comes from money. It comes from possessions. It, but the Bible says if you want to be happy, begin to fear the Lord. And what does it mean to fear God? It, it doesn't mean Ah, like terror, it's more of a, oh, I like to think of it like this. It's love, but it's love bowed down. That's what the Bible means when it speaks of fearing God. It's not that we're afraid of God and trembling before God, uh, but, but, but that we deeply love God. And in that deep, deep love for Him, we willingly bow our hearts and ourselves before Him. Now listen to me, seeking His pleasure and his will above any other pleasure. And that results in great happiness. An awesome dad fears God and loves God, and he bows himself to God, and as a result, he'll show it by the way he lives. So 
So dad, I just would encourage you today to set your priorities right and decide what you want to be remembered for. You don't really want to be remembered for the job you held, the yard you kept, the money you earned, the company you built. You know what I want my children to remember me for? My character, my love and fear of God. I want them to say, when I'm dead and gone, my dad loved God. My dad loved God. My dad walked in the ways of God. What an awesome heritage. Amen? Awesome dads are happy dads. Secondly, awesome dads love home. They love home. Verse 2 says, look at it, when you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. There is absolutely something wonderful about good, honest work that provides for your family. Men get a reward from that, don't we? And there's something great about that. And listen, not only earning the money and the things that help our family survive, but then coming home to enjoy what God has given. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 6, but godliness with contentment. You fear God, but you've got contentment. That is with great gain. Men, you know what the problem is with a lot of dads? A lot of our friends, a lot of our dads and our families in America particularly, you know what the real problem with many, many dads is? They're not content. There's never enough. And they're never satisfied to simply earn a living and an honest living, come home and be happy with their families. And if we don't watch it, we can get so busy earning a living that we forget to make a life. I love to go home. I love to go home. I love my wife. I try as hard as I can to really love my kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my daughter's sitting right here. <laughs> my daughter's sitting right here, so I just had to pick on her. You know, as I said, there's always a circus going on up here. Every now and then I just open it to the public. I love my kids. I saw that newscast the other night about that poor child that, or woman that was found on the side of the road and had just murdered and, and they couldn't identify her. And I texted my kids and said, are, are you guys okay? Are you both okay? I'd like to see your face once in a while. <laughs> but you know what? I love to go home. Awesome dads love home. Third, awesome dads care for their wives. Awesome dads care for their wives. And don't you make any mistake about it. Our kids are watching us. Verse 3, notice what he says. Now he's talking about the man that is blessed and fears the Lord. And he says, they'll love home. And he says, verse 3, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Have you ever tried to just pull a vine off of something? You ever tried to do that? You ever tried, you ever pulled ivy or something off of a brick wall or off of a house and it just clings to it and you try to pull it and it tears and it, it just ruins it when it's separated from the wall. It just sticks and, and clings to it. And you see, awesome dads, ladies, need companions who cling to them this way, who are faithful to them. Wives, if you're a husband, if you would say, if someone asked you, is he a good dad? And you said, yeah, he's a good dad. Then if he's really trying, even trying, if he's not there yet, then you need to cling to him. And what I mean by that is not smother him, but I mean you need to encourage him, ladies. Build him up. Don't cut him down in front of other people. Don't talk about what he can't do. Talk about what he can do. 
when you when you get that jar that you can't open and you're sure it'll just open a little easier just hand it to him and say you know what open this you're so strong and just he'll just pop that thing now don't give him one he can't open all right <laughs> that's a that's highly embarrassing and then then a neighbor grabs it off the table and poof, pops that sucker right off boy when he pops that thing off you just grab his arm and pretend it doesn't feel like a bowl of grits you know it feels like a solid chunk of granite and you just say yeah you are so awesome i tell you build him up men are egotistical you don't know that yeah feed their ego and watch them watch them watch them grow like fertilizer but never tear them down never tear them down and a husband is and, and and by the way the husband is to be to his wife what a wall is to the vine a support and a strength that she can cling to Awesome dads care for their wives. When we do that, our wives respond to that, and they cling to us like a fruitful vine in the very heart of the house. And a husband is what a wall is to a vine, her support and strength. Fourth, awesome dads cultivate. Now, now think about that word with me, cultivate. It doesn't just happen. Incidentally, sometimes you can, you can do the best you can, and this doesn't always work out, but awesome dads at least attempt to cultivate awesome kids they really do look at the last part of verse three we talked about the first part your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house the last half says this your children will be like olive plants all around your table now the jewish mind would have understood this completely because the olive tree and branches and fruit were just all a part of their daily life but did you know that the olive is a biblical symbol of fruitfulness and righteousness, an olive tree. And did you know this, that, a, that an olive tree, I've been to the Garden of Gethsemane. You say some of the olive trees there could have been there when Jesus was there. 2,000 years old. Listen, they can provide fruit for up to 20 generations. Can you imagine planting a fruit tree 20 generations after you? People are still eating from it. How cool would that be? Ah, but you can do that. Now let me ask you, Dad, something. If your wife is like a vine and your children are like olive plants, God is saying, what is your role? You know what it is? It is to garden. It is to cultivate them. An awesome dad, truly awesome dad, understands that it is both his duty and his privilege to cultivate his wife's love, to meet her needs, and she will respond to that and to cultivate the love of his children to meet their needs, and they will respond to that. You know what he gets in return from his wife and children? He gets true, genuine love and admiration that no possessions can ever buy. Nothing. No amount of goodies that you earn by working 80 hours a week and you bring home your kid a little, a little gift or a nice gift or a huge gift can take the place of the gift your kids want most, and they spell love, T-I-M-E, from dad. Mark it down. But awesome dads cultivate. They work at it, and it's hard, but we, uh, we cultivate awesome kids. Final thing that I want to look at you with, awesome dads leave a great inheritance. They leave a great inheritance, and that's what a lot of us guys want to do is leave a big inheritance, but I'm not talking necessarily financial. If you look at verses 4 through 6, behold, in verse 4, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Verse 5, the Lord bless you 
out of Zion. The Lord was pictured as living in Zion, and he was. The temple was there. The Lord, he dwelt there at times. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Now, men, look at me. I'm experiencing a little bit of this. There's nothing better. You dads, you're looking at me. There's nothing better than seeing your children and your children's children serving the Lord. It's an unbelievable reward. I sit down with my little granddaughter. She is a pistol. She gets it from her grandmother. <laughs> We're sitting down. I said, let's have tea party. And I'm sitting with her at this little table, and she's pouring things, you know, acting on imagination like she's pouring it and everything. And we started eating. She gave me a little piece of bread, and I said, oh, 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 I just made it fun. Didn't make it a big religious deal. I just said, we forgot to pray and thank the Lord. And I said, so bow your head. And she just bowed her head, and I said, do your hands like this. She did her hands like this, and I said, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, and that little child said, dear Lord Jesus. I said, thank you for this food. Thank you for the soup. We love you. She said, we love you. I said, in Jesus' name, amen. She said, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat. <laughs> That's what she said. Let's eat. But it's great. It's unbelievably joyful to see your children's children and your children serving the Lord. Now, I don't know what kind of family you came from, but there are obviously some of us here who didn't have great families. Like me, you were abused as a child, maybe abandoned. My dad left us very young, while others of you might have been raised in a home like me where there was alcoholism, uncontrolled rage, maybe even the untimely death of your father before you really had a chance to get to know him. Maybe you're saying to yourself, today, Father's Day, I'd give anything and maybe everything looked normal at your house, but it wasn't. But you're saying, I'd give anything if my daddy would just put his arms around my neck and tell me that he loves me. And he may be sitting right beside of you today, or he may be long gone. But the deepest need of your heart is for a dad to hug you and to look at you and say, I love you. But I tell you, there's hope. Tune in very closely. Hear my heart. Every child of God has a father who does love them unconditionally, completely, and eternally. And you can crawl up into his lap anytime, anywhere, and get a hug. Take this one truth from the word of God that I'm about to read to you from Galatians 4. I want you just to listen. I don't want you to only think on it but hide it in your heart. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them who were under the law. That, it's in order that, we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father.
I never understood that term until my Old Testament professor, Dr. Brian Beyer, talked about attending a Jewish seminary. And when his professor, his Hebrew professor, came out of the door down the hall, there was a little Hebrew boy that was playing, a little Jewish boy playing in the lobby. Everybody else thought, oh, Dr. Dr. So-and-so, you know, Dr. So-and-so. This little fella saw him, and he took off like a jet down the, down the hall. You know what he was say, saying out loud? Abba, 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 Daddy, Daddy. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts because you are sons, crying, Abba, Father. Listen, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, a child of God. And if a son and child of God, you are an heir of God through Christ. You can't do anything about your ancestors, but you most certainly can do something about your descendants. One father said, if I had it all to do over again, here's what I would do. Think through these. I'd love my wife more in front of my children. I'd laugh with my children more at our mistakes and joys. I'd listen more, even to the youngest child. I'd be more honest about my own weaknesses, and I'd stop pretending perfection. If I had it to do over again, I would pray differently for my children Instead of focusing on me, I'd focus on them. If I had it to do over, I would do more things with my children. I would be more encouraging and bestow more praise. I would pay more attention to the little things, deeds and words of love and kindness. And finally, if I had it to do all over again, I would share God more intimately with my family. I'd use every ordinary thing that happened in every ordinary day to point them to God. And that is what we men as dads get to offer to our families. And that is why good dads are awesome let's pray lord i thank you for the fathers that are here today and i pray that you would make every one of us awesome dads help us lord speak to us encourage us strengthen us lord help us to see the value and the things that psalm 128 shows us today and I pray, God, that you would bless every dad here, that, that we would be encouraged, and that next week, after we enjoy a great Father's Day, we'd be able to go out and have a good day and, and love you and love our wives and enjoy and love our homes and, and leave a great inheritance and the other things that we've talked about because we had our priorities in line. Thank you for the fathers that are here today. Here's what I'm going to ask during this invitation time, everybody, just with your heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're thankful for your dad, if you're thankful for your husband, ladies, I'm going to ask you to take 
the lead today and sons if your dad is here or if you just want to come forward and kneel and say thank you Lord for my dad who's in heaven I'm going to ask some of you to take the hand of your dad who's here and say will you go pray with me and then you bring the husband the dad of your home forward and pray a prayer of blessing over him thank you Lord for him thank you for what he does for our family thank you Lord I pray we'll all respond to the voice of God the prompting of the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus name Amen